Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I asked him, you know, he's got tons of experience. We do so many events together. I, I asked him at the end of it, I was like, how was your view inside? How was the flow of everything? And he said, oh, it was great. And I said, was it chaotic? And he was like, no, it wasn't at all. You couldn't even tell it. I was like, well, it was behind the scenes. Yeah. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Less than 48 hours ago, Raleigh Magazine, working with Killjoy Cocktail Bar, hosted its first public ticketed event, the Cocktail Classic. Over 300 people joined us for classic cocktails created by our 10 Bartender of the Year nominees. Joining me today to dish on the good, the great, and the funny moments from Saturday night is Josh, partner at Killjoy and Haymaker Bars. Josh, thanks for being here. I bet you're about as tired as I am. For sure. Still, um, I think today was the first morning that I woke up without my ears ringing and like not completely sore. And yeah, so that's how you know it was a good. Yeah, a good I had long several event. people text me last night and say, "Are you still riding the high?" And I said, "I haven't had a chance to talk about it enough." Yeah. So the, I was saving up to do it this morning, so you and I could sort of rehash it. Yeah. Um, for a little background, quickly, Josh asked me a couple of months ago to judge um, a cocktail competition. Um, and I was sitting at the bar talking to Austin, a buddy mm-hmm. of yours, and telling him that with bartenders nominee and us announcing bartender of the year in January, how I really thought it would be cool to host an event where people could meet the bartenders, see them in action, and realize how talented all of these people are. Mm -hmm. I was just pontificating about dreaming about what it could be. And the week later, you called me and said, let's talk. Yeah. Um, You know, I have uh, been in Raleigh about 10 years, a little over 10 years, and been in the bar scene for all 10 years, um, cocktails, cocktail scene for about eight when we opened Haymaker. And uh, definitely, you know, cocktails are my my lane. And through the, I guess, the journey of my 10 years, I have done a little bit of everything in regards to all hospitality roles. And a lot of that was started out as events. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because, you know, years later, as, as an owner and you don't always get as much of a creative outlet with cocktails as much anymore behind the bar. Right. Um, but that still is what kind of drives me. 
when you start to look at what you really enjoy, I think it is the experiences yeah. and cocktails are just my, my, um, way into being able to do these creative things with, with, uh, all these different things. So I'm super passionate about the industry mm -hmm. and, and Raleigh's cocktail scene. And it's been so cool to, to see it evolve and change and all these things over the last eight years. So it was just like always a, a, a goal of mine mm -hmm. to, be able to bring some, you know, things I see in bigger markets, yeah. bigger, you know, areas that have had a, you know, a lot longer of a, yeah. a cocktail scene than, than what we've yeah. had. And, and well, just, let me jump in and tell yeah. you, if you've been to Miracle at Haymaker, <laughs> Josh is the mastermind behind that. And we'll talk about that a little bit more bef before this is over and that kicks off. So between the two of us, we had about 14 things going on in this, oh, yeah. this leading up to this week. But yeah, I mean, I think we both really wanted, we joke about, you know, Charleston Wine and Food didn't start as a, a weekend event. It started out with one event. Mm -hmm. Same with Euphoria and Greenville, um, which are mainly food and beverage events. But the idea that this could grow into something that becomes a weekend event. We had people, and we'll tell you more about the event, but we had, more, we had people from all over North Carolina some I met who had just Google what to do and what to do in North Carolina, what to oh, do wow. in Raleigh, and they came. We had a couple of people from Virginia. So nice. I was pretty stoked about that, you know, obviously most were from Raleigh, Wake yeah. County. But that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And, you know, we'll we'll get into future things. I know yeah. we're still riding the high and also the lows of of uh the whole process and, yeah. the, and the event. So, but yeah, that my, my wheels already turn in for future things. And, well, it was um, fun. Both of, both of your partners came to me at, at different points and said they were pretty stoked. And they said, okay, we need to talk. We need to do this again. <laughs> and we need, it needs to be bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in, I said, I probably need a, a little while to recover. I'm, I've got muscles that I didn't know I had that are sore, Yeah, but just quickly. So this was, we did a Massive tent in the parking lot between Cloud Brewing and Killjoy. Um, Shout out to them for uh, putting up with us for three days. Clouds was great. They And we did more takeout from running back and forth, feeding <laughs> yeah. my people from there. But huge tenant event with, we had five bars on either side, customized um, with the name of the, you know, they were matched up with classic cocktails. So you had each bartender, classic cocktail matched up with a liquor partner. Mm -hmm. And this was where, this was why this, I feel like the partnership between you and I was perfect because I know the liquor brands from a writing about them, but don't know the intricacies of how they work. Yeah. And you, you speak bartender language and know how to communicate with them. So you handled that end of it. I handled the sponsors and sort of the decor and setting up the space. And so it was really a, I feel like, I, I'm, I'm hoping he feels the same way, a partnership that worked for both of us. Yeah, for Probably sure. until I panicked at a couple of moments, oh, which we'll laugh about. But, yeah. but I think, and then it weaved its way into Killjoy for food on the patio, food sitting in these beautiful, if you haven't been there, you need to go to Killjoy immediately. Velvet sofas, we had food, we had experiences on the patio. And then each bartender was behind the bar mm -hmm. for a few minutes, really showing off their personality, their mixing skills. Everybody got to have a drink. That was the impressive part. Some people really hopped back there and worked it. Yeah. And it was uh, it was cool just to get them in sort of that bar atmosphere. You know, the outside was great. Um, it's probably putting most of them out of their element in doing these, these type of things. So 
maybe it was a little familiarity for him to get back there and feel like ah, yeah. I can see my normal bar stuff and and um, see people sitting in front of me. So yeah, that was that was cool. And for us, you know, y- you really just thinking of that part of it and then it working, you know. Well, you said <laughs> so. It it worked out, you know. Um, you said it was almost like having two events. It was, yeah. And um, I wasn't really sure how the inside was going to play because I, you know, when you're when you're thinking about and a lot of what I do with with the events is you got to kind of think forward and sort of try to put yourself in that place and think about what are the things that could you know be going on and how could this change or affect this thing. And in my head, I was just thinking like. I, this tent's 15 feet away with, and I know, I know the sound system that Deluxe brings. So I was like, it's going to be loud. And then, you know, we have a room full of people that any room full of people creates this like buzz of a sound. And so, yeah, I was just worried about it kind of getting drowned out. But, but it, it worked. I don't think, yeah, it I don't worked. think it did. It didn't at all. Like it, as soon as you walk in the doors, it was, it went switched right back over to this like bar feel. So um, outside. So it was cool. The the DJs play in fantastic music. There's a huge crowd, so three three hundred people in total, probably two hundred outside enjoying at any given time, mm-hmm. who like that sort of big party atmosphere, right? They're having drinks at each of the bars, dance. Some of them are dancing, um, having fun, and then you walk up the ramp into Killjoy, and it becomes almost like this really upscale cocktail bar experience. Yeah. And really not, I won't say quiet. It was still fun and there's a buzz, but it, there were two, you could have best of both. For sure. And maybe the, you know, and, and with the setup we had, seating was very limited. Yeah. And I mean, there was no seating outside. So just to have something for, and you know, for four hour event, you're not in that the whole theme of the event was not necessarily like sit down, No, but to have that moment. And, and, you know, I wasn't really sure with the timers, but I was like, you know, that was a crazy idea on my part. Clearly didn't work, but, but I mean, for the most part it did, it did though. Like, um, it gave people the, you know, it gave them the chance to sit down for 15 minutes and then, and then. So the idea was what we were trying to do was not get people to take the eight or 10 spots, 11 spots where you could sit and and not camp out there. They actually mm-hmm. would move through. So we had we worked with staff to provide people who were sort of attendants or concierges. So you walked up and you would get a space, and he would flip the hourglass and gives you fifteen minutes. Lady Fingers handled all of our catering. I've heard mm-hmm. nothing but rave reviews about sure. the food. But you were brought food, different styles of food, wherever you were sitting. And then when you got to the bar for the bartender that you'd signed up to see, they brought something different out. I, you know, I think it worked for the beginning. I think people understood they weren't supposed to camp out there. But my little hourglass idea—you did—you yeah. did think I was a little crazy. And it's uh, that was that was one of those things. It's kind of ironic that we had it. You know, we had hosted this whole thing at Killjoy because the name really comes from this, like, "Don't be a Killjoy," right? Thing. So there's a lot of stuff within nightlife and um, you know the bar scene that we're like, we have this intention of doing this thing but it's like if you do it too much it you're then kind of becoming right. a killjoy right, right? so you so had to walk that balance you do line. you got to walk a line with it but um i think you know the <clears throat> staffed employees that we had helping us out oh. uh for the day they did a great job that section and you know one of the things i talked about a lot when 
you and I sat down initially is I said, you know, every event I've ever been to, it's either a lot of food and a tiny drink or it's a big drink and no food. And I said, I detest that. I don't, I hate it when I have to go back to the bar 14 times because I want two sips of Prosecco or, you know, half a glass. Mm -hmm. And so we decided on half cocktails. We ordered Mm -hmm. custom, you had great glassware in mind to kind of match up with the type of drink. If it was, you know, more of a coupe glass, we had something. And I tell you, everybody seemed to love that because most people tried all 10 drinks. That's yeah, a lot I think of so. booze. Yeah. I and mean, that's like drinking five full cocktails. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely glad we did the halvesies. <laughs> uh, plus, there was, there was two stations inside and yeah. the, the glam tent had some champagne. So, you know, and it's uh, sort of planning, looking at it ahead of time. It's like I don't I didn't want people to get as uh, intoxicated as they would have with 10 full drinks right. because it's. You know, you still want to be able to sample everything. And then there was the opportunity to go try something out. You know, get, if you like something, you can get it again. Yeah. And it, it was, I felt like half size portions was a perfect yeah. amount where like we didn't really have any situations with, no. you know, over no, we didn't. consuming. And that was, that was great. So was great I, I think that's a reflection of just the event as a, as a whole of not being, and that was sort of what I was worried about through the whole process and a little bit of the anxiety with but we ch- check our stuff. It's like I didn't I didn't want this to come off as like a no a party like get drunk, act yeah, stupid. drink as much as you can. No. So I think um, you I know, think- I, I just looking at the crowd and the the diversity of the crowd and who we had there, I think that was exactly who we wanted there that was intentional on being there and enjoying the experience and the cocktail part of it and they wanted yeah, to was, vote, too. They wanted to try. Yeah. So that was the other thing we did, was we gave each person coming through the door this sort of red gemstone, little plastic thing, and said, hold on to it. After you try all your drinks, by 8.15, go inside and vote. People did it. Mm-hmm. People really did it. And I guess we can say, uh, so Raleigh Magazine will announce Bartender of the Year, January 29th, at a hospitality um, attended event with bar owners and bartenders when we announced 50 best bars and it'll be in the February issue of the magazine. But we wanted there to be a People's Choice Award that night. Yeah, just to make it fun, um, have create a little more guest interaction um, and hopefully that inspired attendees to like ask a few more questions or hopefully try to get to know the person a little more. And, you know, for bartenders, we're we're always competitive. So it was, you know, and the, and kind of goes to show like, man, so much work behind the scenes, not just from us. Um, oh, you know, these, God. every, every person that bartended this event and the bar that they work for and, you know, the reps that were there with them, they all put so much work in behind the scenes. Yeah. So. They didn't just make a, a March, like a Jen Martini or a Tom Collins. They had to do their spin on it. Yeah. It gave them cre- their opportunity to be creative. And then, you know, with the, the contest yeah. element of it, I think it kind of gave it a little bit of competitiveness, which is, which was what we needed. It wasn't, you know, that was, uh, just to, to dry, give it a little motivation to like, be, you know, be competitive. Sure. So sure. that was, that was cool. That was a cool little format. So Reese from Annie Betty's. Reese Haley. Yes. Yes. With the, um, spin on the Tom Collins, uh-huh. which was a fabulous drink. Yes. A lot of I people really said, liked uh, it. I heard 
so many good things about um, that bar in general. Yes. Um, so they were partnered up with Owen. With Owen Jones, a cat head distillery, uh, which was one of the few craft uh, distilleries outside of North Carolina. Yeah. Um, but I've known Owen for a really long time uh, in this industry. He's been, and I actually, when I was introducing him to my wife, he said that he had, he'd been with Cathead for eight years. And, wow. you know, that I think they were the first distillery in Mississippi. Um, so he's, he's just been always, I, you know, he lives in Raleigh. I think he went to NC State. So he's just plugged into the, to the um, Raleigh service industry. So he's always there. He's always, you know, supported me and everything that I've done. So I just... He was actually one of the first people I called with the yeah, idea. And I said, hey, I, you know, I know you've done other larger events like this in other cities. So what do we need from your point of view, from the rep's yeah. point of view, from the, from the brand's point of view? So he was, a, you know, so many people was, you know, were resources oh, and helped us, like, guide this thing. So Absolutely. And, and really quickly, so we did a Cosmopolitan um, with Deep Eddie Vodka. Uh, we did a Gold Rush with Cook's Mill Whiskey, an Old Fashioned with Southern Star Bourbon, um, a Gin Martini with Durham Distillery, mm -hmm. Penicillin with Johnny Walker. <clears throat> you just talked about the Tom Collins with Cathead. We did a Daiquiri, Outer Banks Distilling, their Silver Rum, Margarita with Addictivo Tequila, a Negroni with Sutler's Gin, and a Mint Julep with Woodford Reserve. Um, all fantastic partners. Some great national brands, mm -hmm. some great North Carolina ones. I had a good friend of mine who lives in Cary. He and his wife were there say to me, oh, my God, I just learned. I did not know about Southern Star. Love it. Did not know about Cook's Mill, and I've never had Sutler's Gin. And so I was excited, unsolicited. He now has found somebody who buys a lot of mm -hmm. product, makes drinks at home, found some new brands to try. Well, that's that was awesome. the goal. That's <laughs> awesome to hear. That was the entire intention yeah. behind it. So to actually hear somebody say that was cool. That yeah. was what we were going for. We were, you know, we we did a lot of things in the um before the event to try to promote it. We photographed all the bartenders and we photographed their drinks and we create a little cocktail recipe book mm -hmm. that's beautiful. I am so proud of that, um, that we gave each guest as they were leaving. Mm -hmm. um, it has every recipe. It has brand information, partners. Um, I have a, we, We're going to print those same drinks are going to be in our December issue, which hits newsstands December 1st. So all the drinks are in there with the recipes. Funny thing about the the recipe book and, you know, there, there's something with, you know, chefs and and I, I guess bartenders as well, where you, you always have this thing where you don't want to share the recipe. And for me, I have I've always like even somebody sitting at the bar and they ask about it, I'll write it down for them and I'll yeah. let them go do it. And it'll and never I be think as good. what what it I guess the purpose of that is. I want people to understand like the level of work that goes into everything that we that we do with with uh, every cocktail bar in in Raleigh. There's there's just so much love that goes into everything. So, you know, if my, hopefully you go home, you make it, and you go, wow, they do. You know, they make this. This is just one little thing they do um, with everything behind the scenes. So, and and hopefully that makes you more of a fan of of the place and all the other places that you right. know, are, were in this book that were a part of this event. So I think um, you're right. I used to, I, I would get my Southern living or, you know, garden and gun. There's a recipe in there I love and I'll save it and I'll put it in the pile and I'll think I'll make that one day. Well, you know what? 
I haven't. I've saved the recipes, but, or I go to a restaurant and I get, you know, they're published like Ashley Christensen cookbook. I've never made it, but I love mm-hmm. having the cookbook. I think it's, there's an element of, I'm not going to be able to do it as, as well as um, that bartender did. But I do think you like, you're right. You get to see how many steps and how complicated. I mean, just with the daiquiri that yeah. Christian made. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was like a week long process. Yeah. Um, and the funniest thing, we were supposed to have that thing on draft. And I got a, I got a jockey box. We had already we kegged this thing. It takes about three days to carbonate. So it had been sitting in our cooler, hooked up CO2 for three days. And the, the goal was to take it to the event, hook it up to this jockey box and have it on tap. And then maybe 15 minutes before the event started, I realized that the lines on the jockey box were not the same size as the lines <laughs> of the the fittings that I had for the keg. So we literally had to scrap the whole idea last minute. And but it, you it never, worked. It still but worked. you never but knew. You never yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, so it was, yeah. But that's just, that's just part of it. You just. Yeah. There were a lot of, of players who made this possible and, and really excited about the partnerships we formed. And a lot of them came up to me at the end of the night and said, I'm in, I'm in. I want to be back next year. So, um, the event was presented by the Exchange Raleigh. If you're not familiar with that, it is a billion-dollar development that is going up on Wake mm-hmm. Forest Road in some dead space that's been sitting along St. Albans. It's going to have a five-acre park. And right out off the bat, um, DeWitt, um, who owns this, uh, Todd Sade and Vin Poole, who are local boys who grew up riding their bikes in that area, started mm-hmm. 20 years ago buying up little pieces of land to create this property. Mm-hmm. They live here. So they want to leave something behind that really is you know, an, a great addition to Raleigh. But they said, North Hills has all the shopping. We want to be known for hospitality. We want to have the cool cocktail bars and, you know, restaurants out there. So they've really been, they've been a great partner in this and they were really excited. I have a feeling they were talking to some bartenders and some owners, um, greasing the wheels for hopefully some (laughs) projects. We also worked with Woodhouse Spa, which is new to North Hills, opened in the last year. A great spa. It's a beautiful space, but we create a glam and glow lounge yeah. for all the ladies <clears throat> to slide into, touch up their makeup. I found more men in there taking photos. It became a great photo op for people to share, but yeah. it had you know, lighted mirrors and every guest got a compact to take with them. Um, Charles and Colvert, um, which is a great jewelry company that is a national, but based out of um, this area. Um man-made diamonds and gemstones, gorgeous things. And they had this sort of um, gin fizz cocktail back there Mm -hmm. that, and I think they sold some jewelry. Some people started their Christmas shopping early. Uh, My partner Weston said they would have had me too if we wouldn't have had to leave for his show that he had to go to. (laughs) Yes, he he said. And and our last partner and probably one that, you know, was people were super excited about at the end of the night was Casper Architects, which is, out of Jacksonville, Florida. They've opened a Raleigh office and are doing some design work on hospitality spaces. And they offered, um, they sponsored an Uber code for mm-hmm. everyone to get home safely or to use to get there, back and forth. Um, so it was great partners who all came up to you and I both and said, we're back in. We want to do this again, whatever mm-hmm. you guys decide to do. But this these kinds of events aren't possible without good partners who, you know, help us for sure 
Um, and just everybody involved, I think. Uh, Your team. Yeah, I was going to, I didn't, you know, you put me on the spot at the, the end of the thing with um, giving thanks. And I'm not, I'm not too, as you said, I'm not a man, I'm a man of many words, not many words. So, but I did, uh, you know, it's been almost 48 hours. So I did want to make sure that I, you know, shouted out a few uh, individuals and collectives that, that really went into the success of this, which the Killjoy team, you, you, you know, they were here through the whole process and just kind of listening to me telling them what it was going to be. So kudos to them to kind of like walking into chaos and, and handling it. And they had, you know, we had our little Killjoy and non-alcoholic bar, which was out there, which was great. I, I had a few uh, drinks that they had throughout the night. So it was, um, I heard nice. great things about those drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Kat, our GM over there, um, put together the menu. And then she also, um, kind of, I, I, I just kind of handed off our after party. So, um, she put together, um, uh, you know, a great cocktail menu with some great partners there. Mm-hmm. And, um, our assistant manager, Bree was kind of handling the inside. So like, you know, a lot of the, wondering how that inside bar aspect was going to go. That was, you know, Bree was managing that. So, and then all the, all the extra staff we had that showed up that, um, you know, kept the place just running, um, smooth. So shout out to the whole Killjoy team. Um, Uh, Same here, you know, gave out the award and thanked everybody we needed to thank, but I didn't, I didn't do the same thing with my team. I mean, we, it was really, you know, 24 straight hours of Mm -hmm. setup and, you know, I, I can't say enough about Liz Camella, who is the creative director for the magazine, who had the vision for all the signage yeah. and the, all the branding and the logo and everything. Um, but I had so many people, from Debbie to my team that greeted you when you walked through the door. I mean, I think our teams worked well. It was like I, I could yeah, I could reach out to anybody on your team and vice versa, and they jumped right in and did. So we couldn't have done this without them. For sure. Uh, Liz definitely um, stepped up when, I mean, it's stressful, man, especially if you're not into, you're not an event coordinator, you know, or running these things all the time. This was a really big, big event. Um, Well, we have to go ahead and say, you have to tell the story. You can't make uh, this shit up. So we, yeah, we had um, one of the, you know, speed bumps, if you will, was a, the fire alarm in our building decided to go off in the first 15 minutes and then again in 30 minutes and 45 minutes. So um, the Raleigh fire department was there a few times. And uh, I think what we came to the conclusion was that it was a, some sort of electrical error. Um, Wasn't, you know, we weren't cooking. Nothing was on fire. fire. So that was just a huge thing to deal with. And um, after the, you know, another shout out to my uh, partner, Daniel Donnelly, um, who, I called in last minute just to be there to help me with, I knew something was going to needed addressing and he was there and it, it, dude literally saved the he event saved the with just patching up whatever he could to help us continue with everything. So man, it's, shout out to Daniel. And, um, during the second time that it went <laughs> off, uh, you were a little stressed <laughs> to say to say the least. And uh, Liz kind of came and found me and she gave me that that look of and said, uh, what are we going to do? And <laughs> I said, uh, I she just needed in that moment, she needed some reassurance. And I was like, look, we got this. 
we got it. I need you to just make sure people are having fun. Hey, and he said before he started, just keep Gina in the tent so she can't hear it. Just, just yeah, <laughs> just keep her having fun and keep a drink in her hand. Uh, well, and it's you're you're used to this. We were talking about earlier. You know something's going to go wrong, yeah. right? So you were planning. You thought we were having an inspector, or somebody show up and make sure we had our paperwork. So mm-hmm. you had in triplicate copy every document we had paid every fee. I was worried about the generators going out, gas running out, all that kind of stuff. Never did it cross my mind that 15 minutes into the event, (laughs) the first bartender's behind the bar and the fire alarm goes off. Well, my experience with fire alarms going off is the fire department shows up and evacuates. Yeah, I was losing um, my mind. You know, it won't be a super long story, but if um, if we go back probably— nine years ago. Um, I got my first like managerial opportunity with Zinda that was uh, on on Fayetteville Street. Street. Huge space. That was sort of my intro to hospitality and nightlife and big things, uh, big nightlife, big spaces, big events. And one of the bigger nights I had was, it was definitely a weekend night, Friday or Saturday night. And we had these uh, smoke machines that helped with our lighting and um, kind of like, you know, your nightlife lasers and all that. And I, I was just told to plug them in. And <laughs> and I plugged these things in one night and about, you know, 15 minutes later, right as people are showing up, the fire alarm goes off. And it, we're at the bottom of the PNC building. So the entire PNC building alarm's going off. So oh, uh, I somehow like... I had a feeling it was those things, even though I was told it was, you know, they couldn't do that. So I had already propped open windows and turned on kitchen lights and we're all outside and the fire department shows up and I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's me. And like, you know, the guy's like, well, there's smoke in here. And I was like, yeah, but that's not, I was told I wasn't supposed to set these things off. But anyway, here comes, um, the owner of bittersweet and Oro around the corner and they were they were bolting around the corner and they saw me and they, they were laying into me pretty hard that, you know, bittersweet had a line at the door, a full place. Oro had a uh-huh. wedding rented up, uh, up uh, dinner rented. And I was like, Oh my God. And that, you know, that was me. I did it. And they, right. Is that the fire department came out and it was like, yeah, it was you. <laughs> oh God. So, but the fact that I had acted so quick, I right. think we only had 10 minutes of, um, you know, time, that it held us up. And then the fire department's like, do not turn those back on. Right. So when ours went off the other night, I just kind of went into the mode of like, was it us? Immediately ran in, you know, uh, Bree, our assistant manager came out of the kitchen. and was like, it's not us. You know, we weren't cooking anything. Yeah, nothing was being cooked. And so at that moment I was like, okay, well there's, and this is what I was trying to tell you, you guys is like, there's, you know, the, the, these alarms are here for a reason and there's nothing we can right. do oh, absolutely. until the fire department gets there. So just keep people happy well, and then and we'll figure it out piece by piece. And that's what we had to kind of do. And luckily so. we had the, I mean, truly, I'm not blowing smoke. We had the best people you could have who were the first people inside Killjoy mm-hmm. because I was, because, you know, this is our first big ticketed event, as I've yeah. said. I've waited eight years to do this because I wanted to get it right. The last thing I wanted was somebody to hit social media and say, I paid $145 for a ticket and the fire alarm's going off. And, 
yeah, that would have been accurate, but I didn't, I wanted it to be one of those where everybody left. And that whole crowd was like, if the building's not on fire, we're good. It'll yeah. be out for a second. And they were all amazing. And then luckily the 200 people that were in the tent never heard it. Don't even no, know. No, but no. the funniest part was, and I really wanted a photo, the fire truck sat outside the tent for so long <laughs> with that red light spinning. People were arriving, Ubers were pulling up, and I was like, oh, God. They kept coming, pouring in. Yeah. I wanted a photo of you and I in front of the fire truck. Yeah. I never got it. But but after that point, I, I learned to laugh. Yeah, I was having probably the closest thing I've ever had to a panic attack. <laughs> on Every time I walked yeah. out of the tent, one of your partners, Daniel or Weston, was there to kind of go, it's okay, we got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the, uh, I guess, assessments of the event because we're dealing with all this stuff outside of the tent. And, yeah. um, at the, afterwards I asked, um, uh, DJ deluxe with the deluxe event group and his partner, Kevin, who are, who are amazing, ki absolutely killed it. And the perfect people to work with for this event. And that's exactly why that I wanted them to partner with us. And they handled everything on their end and just were super professional and, and completely did their thing. And I asked him, you know, he's got tons of experience. We do so many events together. I, I asked him at the end of it, I was like, was it, uh, how was your view inside? Was it, did, how was the flow of everything? And he said, oh, it was great. And I said, was it chaotic? And he was like, no, it wasn't at all. You couldn't even tell. And I was like, well, it was behind the scenes. Yeah. And he said, well, you guys did it right then. You, you like everything went the way it's local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours. 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. Supposed to because the chaos didn't spill into the, no. to the party. So, Well, and, uh, you know, I was telling my kids last night, I said, I'm probably sure they would have been embarrassed had they been there. But I said, you know, it's something kind of fun about hearing the DJ call your name and, and play with it, have mm -hmm. fun with my name. But I did stand back at the corner at one point, which is, and look around at, I mean, just how great 
great mixture. It looked like Raleigh and how much fun people were having. From yeah. 20 to 60, there were all kinds of people in there just having a blast, mm -hmm. um, dancing. Um, and I wanted to, before we close out I, and I have a few questions for you, Cece, the producer, was there. She joined us. Funny enough, she got there a little late. Um, she had another event to go to and she um, missed the fire truck drama. <laughs> um, so I asked her, I said, what did you think? And she was like, I didn't even know that happened. But I thought it'd be fun to, to get her perspective. All right, Cece, so you came into it I really did. with, you'd heard us talk about it on the podcast, but you had little expectations. What'd you yeah, think? Yeah, I was like ready to just go in and just see what the vibes were. It was really fun. It was cool to get to try so many different things. I'm not a big cocktail person i'm honestly not really a big drinker period so it did feel kind of like a marathon but <laughs> i did try every single one of them um and the food was really good overall i mean my friend and i had a really good time it was fun to get dressed up too nice yeah that was i heard that from a lot of people especially the week before thanksgiving it was night there are not a lot of events where you know people get dressed up much anymore and it mm -hmm. was fun to do that for the people who wanted to yeah yeah um did you meet any bartenders that you hadn't met before or had engaged with them yeah actually the only bartender that i actually knew like personally knew going into it was reese so that was really excited mm -hmm. to watch yeah you them were on win. reese's guest list yes i'm really excited to watch them win but I, I, like I said, I haven't been out in the bars a lot recently. I haven't been a big cocktail person. So it was cool to get to meet everybody and have them explain to me. I actually used to work at Killjoy. That mm -hmm. was my last cocktail love experience that, that I had. Um, so it's always really cool to meet bartenders who are so like passionate about what it is that they're doing and have very specific reasons for why they chose what they chose and how they want you to drink it yeah. and mm -hmm. things like that. So. People always ask me why Raleigh, you know, is it the reason Raleigh Magazine covers hospitality so much? Is it just because we like to eat and drink? And I said, no. I said, yes, that's part of it for sure. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is to be a city where your hospitality industry and your workers are not seen as somebody who's just doing it in between real jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, you have to get to a point where you recognize that being a bartender, that is a profession a chef, a server, that, that's like New York, LA, mm -hmm. you know, Chicago, all those cities, we want to have that kind of respect. There's a lot that goes into creating a drink. You look at those recipes, there's not three ingredients where you do a, you know, half an ounce of this right. or half an ounce of that and mix it together. Mm -hmm. It's not. It And there's a lot of creativity to it. A lot of balance that has to be created. For right. sure. And, and the, um, you know, if we're, if we're talking about just the event and how much went into it and how many different people are in play just for these four hours. I mean, that's, that's literally what every bar there, that's what they're doing seven days a week. Right. Um, you can't just have a smooth running cocktail bar or just bar in general without putting in a lot of work behind the scenes leading up to it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just a great overall, you know, reflection of, cocktail bars in the yeah. city. So it was, it was, you and I talked a lot about mm -hmm. this. It was hard. We had a vision together, mm -hmm. you and I for this. And, and, you know, so many times when people, bartenders are invited to events or they're asked to do something, it doesn't turn out to be quite the same thing. They, I think they had, 
they really didn't think we were going to, it was necessarily going to be what you and I described. Yeah. And so it was, it was fun for me when Kelly from Clockwork or, you know, Edie and Kevin from Dram and some of the bar owners were there and came up and said, this is good for Raleigh. This yeah. is, this is, um, Raleigh needs this. This is so much more than we expected. And I even had one of the bartenders who had given me a hard time not showing up on for different things saying, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize how awesome this was going to be. Yeah. Well, I kind of, you know, through a lot of different things or people that were involved, I kind of got that feeling from them in the planning process. And I, I was like, I, I get it because I've been, you know, I've been a part of many cocktail contests that I was like, that was a complete waste of my time <laughs> uh, in, in the, in, you know, in the city. So, um, you know, I was really fortunate that like everybody just kind of trusted me yeah. and us and like, and uh, almost every person was like, whoa, that's what you were talking about. This is what you were talking about. And I was like, it, you know, when they walked yeah, in and so saw they, their bars. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. It's cool little moment to hear that from most, most people involved. So. I tell um, people all the time, I love the the compliments, right? When somebody says, Oh, I love Raleigh magazine, I'm like, Great, thanks. What 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 what's the one thing we could do better? You mm -hmm. know, what tell me what you don't like, because that helps us get better. Mm -hmm. Putting you both on the spot. Um, because we have to. I don't care what you do, you have to dissect it at the end and go, okay, write all those notes down so that you can, if we do it again, what could be better? Um, you were guest. Mm -hmm. So what would be the one thing that maybe we could do better that would make it better for you? I think the food and Bev part of it was wonderful. Like, I wouldn't really change Good. anything about that. I do think, though, that it would have been cool if there was, like, a like a dance floor almost. Like, we have this really great DJ. Oh, God. People I were dancing like, and trying to on yeah. asphalt. That's a good idea. <laughs> like, a, like a designated, okay, like, dance over here kind of zone. And also um, – some sort of like designated photo space too, because I mm -hmm. realized Sunday morning, I didn't take a single picture and I don't think I'm in a single picture. I <laughs> so think you I are. Cause I, 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 we're going to add, it's just been added to the website so you can go online. We had a photographer there who captured <clears throat> every bartender, almost every guest. Good. Um, and so go on the website, rallymag.com yeah. and there are photos there of almost every single person that attended um, but I think you're right. We had, this is one of the things behind the scenes nobody knows. We had created what looks like the top of a martini glass. It was three-sided that was going to be hanging from the ceiling in between the two chandeliers. That would have been a great, like, photo op. Mm -hmm. Well, they printed it on, the paper it was printed on was too thin. And so when you hung it, it bowed and it looked weird. And so we had to make the decision better not to have it than to have something that mm -hmm. looks. And so that took away what was going to be that signature photo op spot in the middle. Um, but I think you're right. We A lot of people use that glam lounge. And right. Mm -hmm. you know, That's what I thought it was initially. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, here, here's some, um, sham <laughs> do some dry shampoo or some hair. Spray. I was like, I don't have any hair. So that's <laughs> not really helpful for me. But it, is, it was cool in there. Yeah. And the dance floor, we had, we had briefly talked about it, but you – you know, we wanted to make sure the biggest thing we were trying to make sure was like this thing wasn't just a crazy yeah. party. Yes. Um, right. And we, we were worried that like having this dance floor was just dipping back into this normal sea of 
what we experienced most of the time in Raleigh with parties. And it was like, you know, we were teetering this line of like, this isn't a convention. Right. It's not a, you know, Dance crazy, party. yeah, get wasted party. Uh, but people did towards they did. the end mm -hmm. of it. I was like, oh, that's, that's good. They were going to find their dance floor. Right. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes when there's a dance floor, nobody wants to be the first person to go out there. But there were people, groups of people who were dancing by their tables, mm -hmm. which was kind of fun. And, you know, um, just sort of uh, going back to Deluxe Event Group, uh, Kevin, um, who was emceeing, came up to me at one point. And they they know they how to read a room better than anybody. Yes. And he's like, hey. This he, is about he was like ready to like, he's like, we, we want to like change up the lighting, do this. And I was like, oh man, I, I got to keep it where it's at. Cause it was just at that point in the night, we were still trying to preserve this yes. thing. And you know, like we will totally next, next party, we'll let them completely run with it. Cause they had so much they more had, in their bag. They, 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 were ready they, to had, they have so much technical capability. They wanted, he said, is there any chance of dimming the chandeliers? I'm like, uh, there's we didn't have that capability and you were right we wanted people to have a great experience and it be about the drinks mm -hmm. and not turn into a you know drunken bash of some sort yeah. not that i think it would have but i was amazed and loved how many people rolled into the after party who had enjoyed that so much they're like we're not leaving we're rolling right in yeah and that was fun mm -hmm. um I, my biggest regret, and I knew this probably would happen, but it was, you know, it's trying to stick within a budget and you're trying to make sure you do all the things right. You know, I would have really loved to have had um, a videographer there. Yeah. Uh, still photos are fabulous, but there are so many moments that would have been fantastic to have. And my team took a lot of video. We're going to try to string together to create something, but it's not the same with somebody who does that right. professionally. So. Uh, well, I'll ask you a question because I think we kind of skipped over it. The what was your funniest moment? If you had any, oh. any humorous moments? I have a really good one for that. You go yeah. first, while I. I got a twenty three hundred dollar ring stuck on my <laughs> finger. Oh my god! <laughs> Listen to what they said. And the girlies were not happy with me about that. They told me it was a size seven. My finger is a size seven, <laughs> but I think it was swollen because I just yeah. had. Five cocktails. cocktails. Yeah, yeah. So I put it on. I still have marks <laughs> on it. And I could, I like couldn't get it off. And they were like, what do we do? Who do we call? Is the fire department still here? I was like, we don't need the fire department. I <laughs> think we just water. need to pull a little harder. I eventually, I didn't even get water. I just twisted. And then I was like, here you go. I'm going to leave I'm now. Leaving. Yeah. Now. <laughs> it was beautiful. I was like, I can't afford a $2,300 ring that's been cut in half that I can't even <laughs> yeah. wear. So I'm it's like, not. Maybe that common. means you need to give it to me half price. Yeah. Um, it's stuck on my finger. Um, I, You know, I don't know if it's a funny moment. And it wasn't necessarily in the party. So I, um, to say I'm disorganized is probably not the best way to describe it because that's not really the case. I've got a little too much going on. I lost my phone at least. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So many times. This became a joke because I would have it in my hand because people were always calling from the rental companies. I laid it down. It's gone. The time that, that my team wasted, I'm sure behind my back, they're like, for the love of God, put a string on I gave on up it. on you. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I, I don't know. I finally, I can't somebody who doesn't want I finally themselves. said there's a hundred dollar reward if you can find my phone. I, I literally, 
I finally, at the end of the night, just put it in my purse, in the closet. And I th- I don't have enough. I didn't have a single photo. I got back to the hotel. I did not have. And yeah. shout out to Longleaf. Thank God. They took care of me from helping me get dressed. Because, I mean, I was it dashing in and out. And I, two blocks away, loved that spot. And there were a lot of our guests who stayed there because it oh, gave us a discount good. code. So that was fun. Um, yeah. I think now I can laugh about the fire alarm. <laughs> it's taken laughing. I was not I was not, not mad I was process. panicked and I had a friend of mine who had breakfast with Sunday morning before he started breaking down he said why were you freaking out you couldn't control that and I said you don't you know it's that you don't know how people are going to yeah. react council culture is such a a bad thing in a lot of ways you don't know when people are going to turn and this but this was a fabulous crowd I mean um, and they've all said they'd be back. I probably heard from 100, 100 out of 300 personally. Nice. So uh, My funniest moment, I got I to gotta mention this um, because he'll find this hilarious, my partner Weston, uh, in our planning and, and probably a month before, he, while we were all sitting together, he said, what are you guys going to do about ice? And I said, oh, it's no problem. I got it. We got plenty, not even a problem. I got it completely figured out. Don't worry about it. And he said, okay, I'll remember that. And we had got all the coolers there a couple days before. I made sure we filled them all up the day before. And our ice machine is huge at Killjoy. And I had our staff even fill up our wells behind the bar. So I was like, the next day, we've already got full coolers. And we've had this ice machine running all night long. There's going to be and even more ice. Yeah, so we're, we're set. And I get there, the ice machine's completely empty. Like this thing just did not make ice to the level at what I expected. You never told to. me that. Yeah, uh, and so we, I had Daniel immediately on it, and we had we probably would have had enough, right. but it was like I didn't want to take a chance on it. And the first thing Weston asked me when he got there is, "How's ice?" And I said, "Well, right. uh, Daniel's helping me with it." And he looked at me, and he did. Get, he wasn't going to say it there because it was before the event, but. Halfway through, uh, he said, hey, how's the ice doing? I said, well, Daniel had to go get more. And he's like looking at me. And I'm like, go ahead. Go ahead <laughs> say, say I it. told you so. Say it. He's like, yeah, I told you so. And I was like, all right, you, you got the win on that one. Uh, so that was just kind of a funny thing. And it goes to show you, you, you think you've these things. I was plan absolutely and plan sure and plan of. And I was like, there's no way we're going to have an ice issue. And it, it, it never was, thanks to Daniel. Again, and I told him the happiest moment was when he left. I gave him a cooler and um, one of the bartenders had said, hey, can I, you know, can I get some more ice? Because we had some of the some of them had small coolers. And I went and opened this thing and Daniel had filled it all the way to the top with ice. And it was the biggest relief of the Yes, (laughs) literally. And I was like, I had to go find him. And I was like, oh, my God, like the happiest moment was me opening that thing and seeing a full thing of ice. So, um, yeah. That was that was my funniest. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, and shout out to him for thinking about it. But um, yeah, I mean, this was you couldn't have asked for. It. I mean, you, you know, whether you're playing a wedding, a family dinner, you know, something's going to go wrong. That's just the nature of it, right? But I think I think we killed it. You and I. You joked about this. I said to you're a man of few words. I told your wife Laura, who I met <laughs> for the first time that night. Um, because I've been blowing up his phone. I mean, night and day, middle of the night. Every time I think of something, I text him. I'm sure she's like, enough already. <laughs> but 
I said, he's a man of few words, but early Saturday morning, I got a text from you that said, we're going to kill it. And I mean, that to me was like, all right, he feels good. I feel good. We're good. Yeah, it was, well, too late at that point. We're already <laughs> That's yeah, not the so, right answer. So, yeah. like, I All mean, you can do is be positive. I can't, that. you know, and uh, I thought it I did, was sincere. <laughs> you know, I did, I, without getting too ooey gooey, uh, I have to thank my wife, Laura, because when we first met, uh, and, and when I first told her that we were doing this thing, which was probably when did we first talk, July or yeah, August, July. Um, she said to me, like, you, you know, you told me about this when we, like, on our one of our first dates. Um, of this being something I wanted to do. So like throughout the crazy process of this whole thing and, and stress and man, the really like the last three weeks was uh, probably the first time in my career. I was like, I was like up at night, mm -hmm. you know, thinking about the, and I kept telling her like, I've never stressed so hard about an event and just these like worst case scenario things. And she just kept pushing me forward and pushing me forward. So like, yeah, I have to thank her for, yeah, for she's that, awesome. for she, backing she, me. Um, for that. So, yeah, I mean, at, you know, you worry, you worry, you worry. And then at, at a certain point, you got to be like, well, it is, we're, it things, is what it, it is. is, it what is, it is. is. This is. thing's moving. So um, that I just, in yeah. that moment, I was like, I know you're stressed and you needed some sort of assurance. <laughs> and the, the thing that I had the utmost confidence in was me and my team. And yeah. like, once this thing is going, I'm, I'm good. I can handle anything. Right. Um, so that was that yeah. moment of like, Let's do it. Let's get it. Well, I've said it a couple of times. You know, I have this vision, and you and I, you and I both have it, that, you know, in a couple of years, it's Friday night, maybe it's bourbon and cigars, and Saturday is a big cocktail event, and Sunday is Bloody Marys in the park. Um, you know, that there's that it, it becomes an event that people travel to Raleigh for. They plan. Mm -hmm. um, and so, cheers. Let's ideas. do it again. I have some ideas. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. So, cheers. Yeah, cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.